Hey guys, Parker Curtis here with another free seed special. We're offering our listeners a free four pack of Gelato Feminized Seeds with any purchase at homegrowncannabisco.com. So make sure to use promo code GELATO420. Let us handle the rest. Happy growing and enjoy the show. What's up you amazing listeners or those tuning in from Homegrown Cannabis Co's YouTube channel. Thank you for tuning in and I am Chronic from, uh, I always mess up at least one line. <laughs> I am Chronic from the Cannabis Chronicles on YouTube <laughs> and Instagram and I am here with an amazing guest. So be sure to follow along or smash that like button wherever you're tuning in from to show our guests some serious love. We are here with the one and only the dude from the dude grow show so thank you so much for coming on to the show and having a chat with us i really appreciate you being here and uh basically bringing some fun information and topics to the uh cannabis world and audience that we have today so generally what i like to do with the uh guest to start with is a short backstory on your journey into cannabis whether you want to go a little in depth or just a quick backstory and then give us your top three strains that you've cultivated up until this point that really they're just your some of your favorite strains that you've ever cultivated all right thanks for that kind introduction man i always love <laughs> hanging out on other shows um i am kind of the uh I won't say the, the moderator, but leading the Dude Grow Show when me and Scotty are hanging out. So being able just to sit down, talk with another grower about grow is a pleasure as I get my bowl ready here. Uh, so you're asking like a short kind of like just give an overview, like when I started growing. Just and, a backstory from okay. when you started growing and up until now and kind of where how you kind of got to where you're at, basically. So backstory, let's see, 2000, around 2000, I moved to South Florida. Um, my uh, girlfriend at the time, now my wife, was going to Florida Atlantic University. I like to toke. I got <laughs> hooked up, uh, met a few people, was buying bags, and I also always had a little bit of a green thumb. I had priorly grown habanero peppers and jalapenos strictly because I liked real hot shit. Okay. So I was like, all right, we just got to try this. So we popped seed in bag seed, like behind the television under 100 watt compact fluorescent, right? And That's just awesome. to just to see, like, is this really going to turn into a plant? And of course, it did. And before we barely even got into bloom, the little four hundred square foot studio apartment just started smelling a little like weed. And we we're like, okay, got to cut this thing down. Forward to fast forward to two thousand four, moved to Colorado, um, okay. and then it's like for one. Um, well, I don't think medical. I don't think medical was there just yet. But no, I, was I don't like, think so. I had to get into growing. It was a more welcoming environment as far as, uh, I don't know, it seemed like there was more growers around, more people talking about it. And both things happened at that point. There was a, a financial, I was like, dude, you know, on the free market here, uh, I can set up four lights and have some supplemental income for snowboarding and mountain biking and pay pay for college a little bit, whatever. Yeah, and, some fun. Uh, yeah, got that going on and ran a four, bought my first 400, or first four 600 watt HPSs for all cycles of grow. That was like for cloning, veg, flower. Wow. Um, they did work, they did do it all. And then, uh, man. What was, was the electricity bill like back then for you? I don't recall off the top of my head. I remember, um, yeah, my girlfriend was definitely like, what, how are we gonna, you're gonna pay this like it's a grip more you know uh, but we always would consult you'd always i'd cover my ass you know i'd want to know mm -hmm. the worst case somebody comes knocking on this door and they know everything i'm doing what's going to happen to me and so i always advise growers that if they are in the free market or whatnot to uh 
you know, know what, know what potential there is. I was told by a, an attorney, look, dude, like, you know, you got a clean record, um, some community service, some fines and whatever, you're good. I never wanted to be a criminal that was going to face prison time. And I was, I love the plan. I wasn't just growing also for financial gain. Nice yeah. side bonus at the time, as well as when you're at a party, or out hanging with friends, you can share and not feel like you're going broke. Yes, you know? exactly. So, then uh, 2009 came along and, um, uh, that I started working hydroponic retail a little bit, it was still growing. Oh, that's uh, fun. And after Colorado, I think it was, what was it 2012? Went, I should know these dates. When they went completely legal, like well, we were the first state to go completely legal. That's that sounds we, about right, because it was like huge in the news and like everyone's going crazy over it. Like all the tourists were coming here to do like the cannabis travels and stuff. Yeah, and I, that's when I scaled down to not necessarily a personal level, but I wasn't growing just to be able to. So we, as I call it, people use the term black market. I don't like that. I like to call it the yeah. free market. Um, <laughs> and then it was more, uh, I was talking with my, my co-host Scotty a lot on the Dude Grow show and we would talk grow on the phone. I'm like, dude, we're doing like, this is valuable information. Weed is legal in Colorado. Let's just start to put this out on the internet to everybody we can. And that's where things shifted from, okay, I'm a podcaster, content creator, grower, not just growing for the free market. And that started to slowly turn into, uh, I hate the word, I don't know what word, career. But, and that's where I'm at now. Now I'm going from 2009 to 2015. And then where I'm at now is more on a personal level. I'm actually scaled down a bit. I just ordered a veg tent that's only three foot wide by two foot tall. And it's oh, going to go wow. right behind me here. So when I'm doing the show, um, oh, that's going to be cool. And then my, that'll go. My bloom tent is a two by four. I do have a five by five tent and a five by eight tent, but okay. I kind of pack those up. And I like I want to be able to show everybody, hey, you don't need a lot of space. And I think for me and my family with those two tents, I'm going to be able to grow enough cannabis and everybody has different consumption levels. Don't get me mm -hmm. wrong. I, I consider myself on the lower end if I'm comparing myself to I'll say Scotty or I don't know, some people, but regardless, if that's a big, good enough overview, that, that would be the summary of my growing so far. Very cool. I always, I always love hearing everyone's backstories into cannabis because it's so different and everyone has such unique uh, journeys. And, uh, you know, I, I got to talk with Eric Branstad and Kyle Cushman and they have, like Kyle's journey is so crazy because he's from that era where they were like, you know the 70s and 80s where they were actually like bringing it over so it's it's really nice to hear other people's journeys where you're you know you're going from like oh, i'm gonna sell some cannabis on the side to do some fun activities to like oh I'll work in some hydroponic shops and now i'm just kind of like settling down doing my thing for my family and just like it really is a unique shift throughout your uh, journey into cannabis and it's quite cool i'm excited to see that veg tent behind you um and talk well, hey, about you got a plant with you there you're keeping it legit straight up plant yes. right next to you yeah <laughs> gotta like always have one right <laughs> <laughs> nice but um speaking of the dude grow show for those listening and for those watching um if you've never watched the dude grow show highly recommend going and checking it out it's a really amazing podcast interview hangout series absolutely i've been watching it for many years it's really awesome um so what was the journey of creating that show like what did you initially work with scotty at the start uh was it something that was like your brainchild kind of let us know into the background of the dude grow show uh, I was talking with Scotty a bit when he lived in Florida. I had since left Florida and moved to Colorado over Skype, thinking we we're like keeping it keeping it secret. Uh, doing he had way more grow experience than me, um, okay. so but then I was learning a lot of new different angles being in Colorado. I mean things are different. 
you know, he's as far as products and things we're using. Um, and we kept, we're talking about it a lot and eventually turned into looking into how much trouble you might get in in Florida versus Colorado. So yes. he moved out to, to Colorado. Um, and then after living in Colorado for a couple of years, uh, we just, yeah, it was when that legalization point came. It was like, let's, it started as a podcast. Scotty's always pushing at things. So let's do a video show. I thought that was crazy. <laughs> then it turned into i mean we were our first podcast was three hours long we were trying to like mm -hmm. like we, we like joe rogan was a, a influencer to us we liked how his style was and then like two three hours is crazy man we can't talk that long um and then it turned into another influential uh podcast shout out to the no agenda show if nobody knows what that show it's a great show that they they quote deconstruct the news okay. and they're called no agenda because they are supported by their producers their listeners Okay. Um, and they basically said, you know, be consistent with when you release a show and uh, the time and also as much as you can. And Scotty approached me with like, we're going to do a show every day of the week. And again, I'm like, you're crazy. Uh, but we've since built a team. Uh, putting out a show every day of the week is definitely a, a bit of work. But when you got the right team, it, it works awesome. And the biggest part of it I'm proud of is this information is accessible to the whole world. There's plenty of people, my growth story I told you, uh, plenty of people still can't do a damn thing because of prohibition and yeah. are will face severe consequences, can F up their family. There's still child custody shit going on oh, here yeah. and there. Absolutely. Um, Even but, in legal states, you know, the stigma of uh, parents, you know, single moms or single dads smoking cannabis is still such a big stigma that, you know, CPS is happy to come in and take some kids. Yeah. So, but like I was backing up saying proud to get access anywhere. We got listeners in all types of countries. They're, they can't talk to their neighbors. Some people even get to the point where they're like, man, I'm gonna hop on a VPN. Like they're super paranoid, which I understand mm -hmm. about how they're consuming content. Um, but yeah, that's how the, the show got going. And it's really just, it's just chugged along well. It's a conversation when you have the right dynamic with people, you know, when you've interviewed or hung out with people, it's, it's easy to talk um, and it's, it's a good time. That's the most important thing, man. I really enjoy creating the show, doing content, uh, especially when I get a lot of messages back about how we're helping people's grow or filling the time in their day with something that's we try to stay as positive as possible. You know, no news, no politics, no bullshit. Let's talk about growing wheat. Exactly. It definitely must like bring that um, whole circle around for the whole passion behind it. You know, gives you that kind of fire underneath you to just really go at it 110% every show. And speaking of going, uh, you know, at it 110% every show, early on, what were some of the early learning curves for the show that you guys had to learn quickly aside from maybe, um, you know, maybe it was just the way you guys structured your podcast interviews. Like you said, you, you were very long at the start because I do remember listening to about a two hour and I think 45 minute episode. Uh, it was like one of the first episodes ever you guys put up on YouTube and it was just like the uh, picture with the sound wave and everything. Yeah. It was like a hangout session. But uh, so what was the, what was kind of the talks with the team or developing the team along the way? Um, you know, what were their learning curves? Was it working with each other? Was it finding topics or was it, you know, getting a lot of no's for people not wanting to come on the show? Or did you guys find yourselves with a lot of a success early on with that? Learning curves, I guess some things that come to mind would be like, if you're putting too much, depending on what the dynamic is of your, your podcast, some people do solo. I mean, you do mm -hmm. a solo show. I, the, there was only one of those, episode one of the Dude Grow Show was me. After that, it was both of us. That was it, tough to do it solo. Mm -hmm. um, 
relying on editing and post-production can be a lot of work in podcasting or YouTube content creation. Trying to limit that and having what's done is done when you're done with it is a beauty if you can if you can do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and we didn't have a producer for the longest time or AKA like somebody to take care of everything after the content was done. And then I'd be getting angry at Scotty because I'd be like, dude, you, you effed up that edit. I mean, this yeah. isn't supposed to go out like this. And he's like, I just, we just recorded for like three hours and now I got to go back through it. And what was that mm-hmm. audacity? I think was a program. Oh, um, there you go. <laughs> but it, it, depending on um, how you're trying to do it, creating, creating a good team is number one. Again, yes. some people do stuff solo, but uh, man, it's other learning curves. Content was always, always around living in Colorado. Now I'm currently living in Vancouver, British Columbia, which is just OG weed zone, man. Mm-hmm. Like goes way back in the day. Um, and always states falling, prohibition continuing to fall as uh, from when we first started the show with Colorado. So there's always pl- plenty of content to talk about whether, and we do the two shows for people that don't know, there's wake and bake yep. and grow talk. So if you want to learn about grow or want to talk grow, it's grow talk, wake and bakes, yeah. news, culture, and entertainment. It's just us bullshit and high having a good time. Yeah. Um, so content wasn't really, it's still, there's tons of content out there. People are bringing uh, and guess wise, Mm-hmm. Um, that just depends if uh, what you're trying to get uh, as far as I guess you're trying to get on. Sometimes you would be, I'm sure you've had this where you'd be nervous. You don't really know how good a guest is going to be in an interview or a hangout. Sometimes people are just strictly nervous because there's a mic or there's a camera or there's, and I, that happened to me plenty of times since this is our eighth year now. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, guess wise, I'd say that might be one of the one things that would worry me because you don't know if it's going to be worth it or not. If you think it's good yeah. enough content for people to bring to people to listen to, um, yeah. and then you worry about upsetting the guests, where you're like, uh, we had technical difficulties. Probably. Right, you got to make up something because you're like, man, I really don't <laughs> want to just tell them their interviews sucked, but you know, it was exactly. bad. <laughs> no, that's pretty no. rare. Yeah, I could. Say, most of the guests I've had have been very. Uh, well-versed with interviews. I feel like I haven't really gotten too many new people. Um, it's Most of the newer people are doing it with other people, so I feel like that nervousness is probably very few and far between, but that's cool to hear some of the learning curves that you guys got over um, and just worked out. I mean, it's an amazing show, and I enjoy the hangout sessions. It's always funny when you guys enter the video with like Scotty just looking absolutely blazed out of his mind. And then he's just like holding a piece or something. It is just so great. It, it cracks me up every time. Well, that's what we want to do though. So the, we're not intentionally trying to do that. We love to say, go out there and break the stoner stereotype guys. Yep. Whether it's, you know, sure. You could like, I say we sit around and like, we get really high and talk about wake and bake, but there's some serious discussion, yes. education and same in the grow talk. Um, I think you got to try and have, put the fun in there. Making people laugh is mm-hmm. uh, is huge. And breaking the stoner stereotype, I just like, I'll get on my soapbox for a minute, wherever you're at, it's, it's embedded in us. Even like my wife has lived uh, 15 years in Colorado, now three or three, three years here, I believe we've been in Vancouver, which there is no, barely any stigma. People sit like on a lawn chair on the sidewalk with a bong in the neighborhood. Oh my and there's gosh, like, that's amazing. Kids like playing over there, whatever's going on over here. Like nobody really cares. There's other <laughs> shit to worry about. But if you can bring a little bit of that, be the person at the party that maybe you're not gonna, you know, just light a joint in somebody's house, but you just, mm-hmm. you know, go out on the back deck. It's super important because you'd be surprised how many people 
that you are an in, you're influencing them to, yeah. to influence others and to know what we're dealing with here. I like that you said that because the stigma and stereotyping of uh, you know users of cannabis or growers is always one of the big things, and it is such a headache that even in a legal state you get looked down upon, and we can't technically legally smoke outside. Um, you know you have to smoke inside your home and, and you consume inside your home. So it is frustrating that there's those legalities that are still pushing you know uh, that stereotyped of the if you smoke or consume cannabis, you're this lazy person that does nothing with your life. And you guys definitely don't portray that. It is fun. Like I said, they get blazed, but it's all a lot of grow talk. I learn a lot of information for you guys. I get a lot of my cannabis news from your show. Um, and I also really enjoy the full length interviews because they're quite in depth with um, various industry leading people, which that segues into my next question. Um, are there any specific uh interviews over time that really pop out into your mind, whether, you know, maybe you learned something very immensely that helped your cultivation experience or the person on your show said something that changed your perspective. Are there any um, interviews that pop out to you? Um, change your perspective on that front. Uh, we recently uh, interviewed Tommy Chong, which I didn't know that much about the guy until everybody knows him for I mean, I got this, the, the old uh, record right here, actually, Cheech and Chong's greatest mm -hmm. hits, uh, more for Cheech and Chong, right? Yes. Um, and I was like, dude, you should, you know, prepare a little bit for hanging out and doing this interview and having him on and learning more about the man and at his age of 83 and seeing how he's living his life and staying very happy and always, always, again, trying to tell a good story and make people laugh. It's awesome. Um, mm -hmm. So that really, that was one that sticks with me, not just because it's, you know, you got the stardom there of yeah. Tommy Chong. Uh, Scotty recently this past year has done a series. I think it's, it's been almost a year now where a consistent series called Know Your Breeder series. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Which I, he does those because we all, so we all know sometimes when you're doing Zoom recording, it's just mm -hmm. nice to have two people in the room, mm -hmm. if you will. Once you get more and more and more, if you're not good with it, it can take away from the quality of an interview. People can step on each other. So he does the Know Your Breeder series, which I encourage anybody to check out if you want to learn about the breeders out there. And this isn't about mm -hmm. learn necessarily how they breed. It's like getting to know the person. Yeah. Uh, you know, and maybe maybe why you want to uh, get into to their brand. So that's mm -hmm. been really cool on the grow front. Um, as far as like it's somebody we've interviewed, maybe that's influenced growing style. Hmm. I should know that something off the top of my head, man, but there's just been quite a few of them. And you guys I, have interviewed I, a lot. I can't pinpoint and our show isn't necessarily based on that, but yeah, I can't pinpoint one person, which I should be able to, I feel like I'm leaving some people out as far as influencing my growing style. That's really just something that my growing style has mainly been influenced with um, technology and lighting, obviously mm -hmm. LED, mm -hmm. uh, microbes. These are like yes. my top three influences, microbes in your soil and in your rhizosphere. Yes. And I would say strains, how, I mean, how we okay. keep pushing on the availability of strains, autoflowers out there still on my hit list. Uh, so I can so get, have you grown autoflowers yet? Or are you still oh waiting man. to grow autoflowers? I just uh, <laughs> had a pack of Walter White from yeah. a Festo sitting around for, it had to have been five years. Oh, not wow. a big deal. Seeds should be valuable. I talked about it on the show forever. I'm going to pop some mm -hmm. autos. I'm going to pop some autos. Last week, I just tried to pop them in like two of them, like cracked their shell, like in the yeah. paper towel. I was like, all right, cool. This is a game on. Planted uh, both of them. One came up with like its first cotyledon leaves. Mm -hmm. And then um, 
it kind of just i don't really <sighs> and then it tried to push out like oh those are gonna be the weed leaves like okay yeah and just wouldn't grow you know you're seedling every day you should be seeing changes right yeah so, especially with an auto it probably just had that that root that old root tap root probably just didn't do good in that soil and it probably just something happened with it and it was like nah <laughs> we'll see i mean i immediately was like try to point fingers is it my water is it this mix i mean you know seeds aren't that hard to to start so um i just uh recently started some new seeds uh, mm -hmm. immediately after and changed nothing that's what i tell growers like okay. if you if you want to pinpoint a problem yeah don't change your media maybe go buy i was like you should go buy some spring water from the store in a bottle um i just started with some real fresh genetics from irie genetics seeds that i know are just about made this year and yeah. as of now they're all uh popped out they they're trying to get the uh the seed shell off their head right now mm. so we're, i always we're love watching that yeah so we're looking we're looking good that's one of my tips don't change too many things at once if you're trying to figure out a problem you won't know what 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 the hell you changed that worked well i'll have to try to get you a pack of uh, more autos so you can grow them throughout the rest i want of this to next for year. sure i want yeah. to have an auto in the veg tent one auto i'm i'm curious about trying to grow a smaller auto like maybe a couple cool. autos in one gal if i could yeah. pull that off and with a three foot ceiling i'm not positive well yeah with some good they training stay small yeah they absolutely stay small especially if you like start them in uh if you transplant them and you go through like a solo cup to your one gallon they'll uh kind of root lock and start flowering and you can get them i mean you can get them like a foot two foot tall you know nice. really tiny so yeah who do you recommend what do you recommend any uh any breeders well, I, I, Homegrown Cannabis Co., I like our autoflowers. Um, okay. We have the ones I've grown, Blueberry Autoflower is my favorite. Uh, it's my one of my favorite terpene profiles and effects and everything. So um, I've, we've done Blueberry times Jack Herrera, and we've had a very beautiful one. The Big Devil was super purple and extremely sweet um, berry terpene profiles. So you'll just have to let me know what terpene profiles you uh, like, and I'll have to get some uh, autoflowers in your hand. Nice. Yeah, I, I definitely I, I believe in autoflowers. They've come a long way. I have no problem with them. I think they are an accessory to your photo mm -hmm. periods. I'm still going to yes. have my photo periods going. So they like help you get grows in between your harvest, which is nice. So now just to change the topic a bit now that we've talked about a little bit about autoflowers i want to go back to uh what your feelings have been like over the years watching uh the dude grow show uh grow i mean how, how has it been seeing that first episode launch where it was you know you by yourself all the way to now where you've gotten to um interview some seriously heavy hitters i mean the one of my favorite episodes i mean not too many people might know about him but i like the psychedelic talk with the mushroom cultivator that came on and did the pink oyster bin that was a lot of fun i learned quite a bit from that as well as i believe it was the interview with Colin from Ethos um, that you guys just recently did or something. Uh, I think that was the one I watched recently, but it, they were, I believe it was Colin. I, that is Colin from Ethos, correct? You got it, man. And you were talking okay. about before uh, that was sacred, sacred three mushrooms. Yes. Sacred three mushrooms. Want to check them out. So what's it been like getting to see all that grow? Has it been a kind of a exciting euphoric experience? Do you feel like a rock star sometimes? <laughs> has, it, has it been overwhelming with the messages or what's it been like? no not no 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 rock star i'm a grower <laughs> um i'm a mountain biker and uh whatever a family man if you will yes. it's humbling sure to see uh you know yeah my my daughter's in a, a sixth grade and her friend's dad called me the other day and he's like 
Um, yeah, one of my hunting buddies says uh, he knows <laughs> you and he's uh, on your Patreon. I'm like, oh, damn, okay, sweet. Um, That's awesome, supporting the show. But it's been, as far as saying, not you i'm just glad to have the main thing is to be able to do something that's helping others that i'm passionate about um and anytime i get you know everybody can be whatever a little oh i gotta work today or i gotta do this mm-hmm. or it's like dude you can be doing a number of jobs man and i can't really fully call this like it is a job definitely but it's pleasurable um and and yeah well that's awesome so it sounds like you've just uh gotten to enjoy uh, a very humble ride to stardom within the industry because I definitely think you guys are no stars. Stardom. You and Scotty, I hate the word. <laughs> that's that. You know what? It's stardom for you. You have a little stardom in the industry, okay? You guys have definitely shaped the uh, way consumers of this industry get their news. You've helped bring a lot of things to light, and uh, especially with topics like the Dark Heart Nursery, um, you know, finding the tissue cultures and, and all the um, Hop Latin viroid or whatever that was. I had, you know, not even heard of that yet. And that was like such a really great episode. So you guys bring such a great, um, informative and fun and entertaining environment to learn. content. <laughs> and I think it's important because I think when you're in a, in a classroom, that's like, you can't vibe with the teacher. You're not really enjoying it. Those, those oh, yeah. neurons aren't firing. So you guys make it so much more enjoyable so that people actually, you know, they retain that knowledge. And Maybe I have a lot just- of. Go ahead. Even if you just have, yeah, remind me, like, even just a teacher that, if you have a teacher that is, yeah, not enjoyable, but yet they were kind of funny, like, that yeah. just, even that helps out. Like, tell a joke and, like, I'll like being here. Like, I'll, I'll get it a little more. Yeah, because, like, then you'll remember it because you'll, like, be like, oh, that lesson with, like, it had that joke, you know what I mean? So, yes, I absolutely love it. And, you know, one thing that has definitely made the show, it seems like the crew over the years has changed the dynamics. Now you have a third person that comes on camera. Um, I, I, forget his name off the top of my head. I don't want to say the wrong name, uh, but he, I love his input. Um, I watch a lot of Steve-O's Wild Ride, and so they have <laughs> that gentleman who talks, you know, and, and he kind of reminds me that he he brings these funny little inputs or he just reminds you guys. Talk about of, grow, you know, grow Guru? Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, so yeah. Or Sean, I, I, he doesn't mind his yes, given name. Okay, so Sean, yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't know his little uh, nickname, but I knew Sean. But um, So I really enjoyed his input, and it's been fun watching that. So what's it been like creating those relationships over the years? Because you guys have eight members of your crew now, correct? Um, yeah, I mean, we have – it's funny. In this industry, everybody can have a name, right? And I'm sure there's somebody <laughs> out when you got Scotty Dude Grows, Grow Guru, JR Token, uh, Banner – uh, Jay Maestro, Soup the Gardener, um, uh, the Rolling Stoner, that's mm-hmm. seven. Oh, and uh, High C. Yes, okay, just, that's right. I think I just nailed all of them. You did. Um, but more than that, most important is uh, when you said the crew, it's the, the DDC, the Dude Bros crew, um, has been unbelievable just to have a community of like-minded people when we have the DDC Cup, when that will happen again soon, I'm hoping, and see everybody come together, see everybody help people out. There's DDC in every city. Um, we should do, I would like to do those meetups um, that That'd help each cool. other out, but they build the show, man. When I'm building the show and making the show, it's information and content coming from uh, the crew and surrounding yourself with, as I always say, good people and funny people. This team is just kind of, and Scotty, Scotty's a great team builder, um, come together, mm-hmm. um, by people meeting people 
cannabis. Yeah. Everybody that and they, everybody tokes. You don't have to toke, but I mean, it kind of brings people together. It does. It definitely does. It creates kind of like a a way we can all relate to each other and start sharing stories because you know you feel like you're you're kind of at, around like a dinner table, you know, where you're like feasting with each other. Except the feast is a lovely sticky icky goodness. <laughs> so. Uh, now talking about happiness and crew getting together and all that, um, I always like to bring up those energies as we move into topics that may be a little less, uh, enjoyable to talk about, such as rough patches and, uh, huge mistakes along the ride. Were there any of those along the dude gross show ride or your own personal cultivation journey that, um, oh, you yeah. would love to share and, uh, maybe help others learn from those headaches cultivation journey everybody i mean rough patches in that 100 percent. i mean we could have grower rough patch of don't put 100 gallon reservoirs on the second floors of houses without a float valve right filling the reservoir going back downstairs watching tv with my roommate buddy and then water starts coming through the ceiling event you're like oh my god Oh. Uh, so that was one we won't ever forget um, because, and again, just use a float valve or use some type of shut off if you're ever, I've done every, if you ran reservoirs, I mean, I've overflowed them many times. Luckily, most of them are in a basement with a floor drain. That one yeah. was painful though, being upstairs. Yeah. Oh man, hopefully uh, nobody's ever gotten the call or the knock on the door uh, when you have people come into your grow you don't want. Um, have had a law enforcement hiccup in in Colorado one time, and that can be freaky because, uh, yeah, they like to mess with you. That's all I'll say. No, in the end, no trouble really came of it. But they um, they really made sure that uh, you got messed with, huh? Maybe it's maybe it's a tip would be it's not good to be a grower if you're working at a grow store and like everybody at the grow store grows too. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, but just could, a little bit a little there bit could of be a lot of there. reasons they don't lie though when they say just do, don't if, if you're ever faced with any just don't talk do not talk <laughs> to, to to law enforcement about anything unless you're legal here's my papers see my plants whatever but yeah. um that, that that one without going into detail is a major major hiccup you know when you can go i showed up at a grow and when law enforcement comes to your grow they want you to know you're they're there and it's not pretty like lighting mm -hmm. a controller ripped off the wall kind of with that that was had live uh 220 behind it that wasn't even shut off i assumed it was shut off uh and got it my bad got a hell of a shock when i was uninstalling that and you know just um they take all the plants but then just kick and throw the media all <sighs> over the place no and, just dirty it just make you work <laughs> i don't want to be a bummer um but that you know got over it you know uh being in in colorado it, it was uh Maybe that helped a little bit, but regardless. Yeah. And then you asked about the, the show, as far as show hiccups, mm -hmm. uh, gotta be careful, like I say, in any industry, uh, working mm -hmm. with friends, right? Scotty's yes. been a friend of mine as my co-host well before the show, but that dynamic has also helped the quality of the show and the conversation. I can't say, I think there's only one time I remember ever, I don't really like get in fights, right? But when you work with somebody every day and it's, kind of different now right as far as mm -hmm. it's always through a screen or through a phone yeah. um i live in vancouver our studio our main studio is based out of fort collins colorado um so there's challenges there i only remember mm -hmm. one call i got when i was on the way to go snowboarding with my son i pulled my son out of school mm -hmm. and you know sometimes like hey shit's good in school it just snowed where let's go hit the mountain and i was on the way up there and got a call from scotty about work stuff and 
started leaning into me a little bit. I'm like, do you know I'm on the way to go snowboarding right now with my son? Okay, this, you don't mess with this time. But uh, and producers, if you're hired, we've yes. gone through a few. We've gone okay. through a few. Your producer of your show, who's the person that's putting it together, who's the one that's going to tell you you don't sound good, you don't look good, change yes. this, do this. Uh, should be familiar with all the equipment and running everything. Our current producer, Grow Guru, it was a learning curve for him, but he learned it quick and is badass at it. But we've had a few where it just was like, it didn't this, click. The dynamic wasn't working. Yeah, exactly. It, w- it just wasn't working at all. So, um, yeah, but no other major, major hookup, man. Just a lot of fun, more than anything fun along the way. Well, also so. that segue is nice to the next question, which is basically what have been the most like highest or, uh, up on the cloud moments for you guys over at the dude gross show is there any moments in particular maybe the first dgc cup or anything like that what would have been some of the top three moments for you guys man i'm so not used to this format are you sure this isn't too much dude gross show i guess that's the point of it right i'm just like okay well let's let's talk more grow or but i got you i've been thinking in my head i'm like as i get a little you know a little elevated here that's like dude that's probably kind of the point of this question yep. you know, so basically i like to i like to bring the uh the people onto the show and you know we'll talk cultivation but i like to open up the the realm of who you guys are to these listeners so that I like they it. want to hear you in another episode so you can come back on and, <laughs> and talk some more <laughs> all right hopefully i'm doing good enough but you asked me about um your high moments the top three best moments top for three Dude show. listicle yeah. Uh, man, I mean, one, I don't know if they're in a certain order, but one would be, uh, the DGC cup for sure. I'm wearing a DGC cup shirt right here. Yes. You see, even it says judge on the side, which is kind of funny. And then, uh, this is the 2017 still looking pretty crisp. Wow. It is I it's a very crisp shirt. First one was maybe 2014 and That's that event nice. built up from being at the cannabis cup. We had a table where we okay. just would like, we basically had people come up and they had to buy like, I think a, a, a shirt or a, um, a glass bowl or something else. And that was their dab pass. So for the rest of the day at the Cannabis Cup, you come back to our booth and dab as much as you want. And that started to get out of control. Yeah. Like we ran out of, we had to go over to some wholesale mart and buy some more like cheap glass oneies and be like, here's your dab pass. This is 20 bucks. And like 20 bucks, come back and dab as much as you want. Um, that was back when, cannabis cup was kind of gangster there's a lot of shit going on that was like are there cops around here i hope not man <laughs> that's awesome that sounds like some fun stories but that elevated to the most recent ones which were at cultivated synergy in denver which is no more because okay. it's an event space and obviously event spaces got hit hard and uh, okay. but it was really breaking the stoner stereotype as far as all right dgc cup we got 50 strains brought to you anybody can bring them right as long as they're your strains we even allowed some commercial entries into it That's and cool. then having uh, 350 to 400 people um come to a professional venue where you could smoke inside it wasn't i've seen a lot of venues which i'm not against some back alley warehouse thing it's not mm-hmm. always about it has to be a really nice venue but uh, this was a pretty nice venue um, and seeing everybody come together and that many people come up and be like, Hey man, I just want to say you helped my grow, or you don't know how much, you know, you've helped me through the day when I was going through this, um, and seeing all that in person, you know, there's people out there listening, but to see people in person, hanging out and everybody getting along and, and DGC, as I say, dude, grows crew people that want to see each other that are from different States that have only communicated through, um, you know, online or through whatever discord or DGC discord or whatever it is. So. 
I, man, you're making me really miss that event. It's been a minute now and it's <laughs> maybe just, another one's coming soon, right? It is. It definitely is. We just got to uh, a few more logistics to work through, you know, some Absolutely. things are even with me being in another country now, mm -hmm. um, but it's really not that uh, hard and things are going to happen. And you said top three, um, man, I guess bringing, um, and these are just supposed to be like the best. How'd you list it? Top three, what? Give me the word so again. Like you're, you're the highest moments for you, the Do Grow show. You know, what are okay. the, some of the, your best moments so far? Um, other than the DGC Cup, uh, best moment would be, I guess in hindsight, if I could pull that, bringing our producer on, um, Sean, has been game changing for the show as far as being able to bring it to video um, and being able to have a third person in the conversation uh, that yes. fits um is definitely you know we have times when if he's not feeling good and scotty's like let's do the show i'm like well he's i don't know it's he's really part of the show sometimes mm -hmm. he'll barely talk in a show other times he'll talk half the show and it's usually a really good fit so i will give him coming onto the team uh one of the one of the best moments awesome well that's amazing i loved hearing all that and i definitely uh i've watch some of the snippet videos and uh some of the fans have posted videos over the years i've seen on youtube from the dgc cup just from like uh people who go and review um i think the first one i saw was the can of cup where you you guys had the booth there and they were going through reviewing various booths but that's really cool i'll have to break into some fun stories of those early cups here soon but for now i do want to talk since you you brought up the community and how um it you know probably exciting to see that what has it really been like watching the DGC community grow because I'm sure it was like when you first had your first two members or three members it was like oh this is cool people are doing it but now you guys you've got some serious traction and you guys are picking up the numbers quite a lot and so what's that discord like you know is it is it cool logging on and hearing various growers around the world getting to talk and knowing that like hey like the dude grow show is pretty much helping this come to life yeah, I mean, it's all about the, the community. That's impressed me a ton. That should have been one of the top three. <laughs> as far as that community building, um, I, I didn't I didn't really know. Sometimes it's like, yeah, like you said, it's not stardom for me. I went mountain biking here in the Vancouver <laughs> area with my neighbor and somebody, a guy came on his bike and he's like, dude, and it's like, yeah, what's up? <laughs> Yo. Um, so the community out there is awesome and seeing how they help each other with either sharing genetics grow tips um it could be you know just helping somebody that's down and out uh, yeah. it doesn't even have to involve growing fully and knowing that they are it's usually fairly all like-minded people mm -hmm. um obviously we almost all of us are cannabis consumers and either growers or would like to grow um, so yeah, seeing how that community supports itself and builds and continue to builds is, is great. Well, that's amazing. I definitely love seeing it and it's a community I've been a part of for a while. I've always loved the dude grow show. It's definitely, you guys have, I've lived in Connecticut, you know, sitting on my computer, just eyeballing all these YouTube videos of cannabis growers and content for so many years being like, I'm going to grow one day. I'm going to do it. And finally I did. And you guys have definitely been uh, some of the podcast hosts I actually looked up to and you've inspired me um, along with Sean Evans and Nardwar and some various other hosts, which um, brings me into my next question. Um, you know, you mentioned earlier some people who inspired you, but who really inspired you to get into this and really bring this to the community? Are 
Are there any in particular host or late night host or anyone that, that you really looked up to? Um, the before mentioned podcasters, as far as um, Joe Rogan and No Agenda Show, both those guys, and it's not just because of uh, who they are, um, but how they, I, can't, I don't know if I can say own their own platform. Rogan's on mm -hmm. Spotify now, but I'm sure he's got a great contract to obviously be able to say <laughs> and do what he wants to do because I hear a lot of things that would get canceled, if you will, yep. on any other media outlets. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the you know, Agenda show was the inspiration to be, we're mainly supported by the DGC through Patreon. Mm -hmm. Spotify has a new thing out, I believe, called maybe Anchor FM or something for podcasters. Yeah, that's to check what we out. use. Interesting, yeah. I, I just found out about that the uh, other day, and uh, that was, I believe, yeah, through listening to you. Um, uh, other than that, inspirations for, I mean, like just doing the show or who's inspired, you know, to get out to put content out there. Prohibition, man. That's what's inspired it. Like, yes, it's it's definitely, and again, the feeling that I wasn't under it when Colorado. I know that it was still federally illegal, but I didn't mm -hmm. think, obviously, um, and they didn't. But that the feds would come after me for doing a podcast and talking about cannabis. At times, yeah. I'd be nervous. Like, I'm talking directly about my grill that's going on in the garage right now. Like, maybe we should put a delay on what I said I just harvested. <laughs> like, um, but uh, prohibition, biggest inspiration. No, it's not a person. But to get the content out there, the only way we talked earlier, um, went early, I don't know, 2000, depends on where you're at, was go to the grow store. And if yeah. you had a cool grow store, some yeah. grow stores would be like, get the hell out of here. If you mention that again, I won't, mm -hmm. I won't be, you can't be my customer. Um, oh. So uh, yeah, still continuing. That's still a huge motivation is just getting information because of prohibition. They're still putting out just ridiculous shit in the news. So I don't know exactly where the money's coming from for some of it. It's so obvious now. Like. It is. And the propaganda has always been quite funny. I just did a podcast on the history of cannabis where the end of the, the show, I talk about the propaganda that started from the 60s and 70s. And it's quite unreal how they spent so much money to try to make this thing illegal. But I like that you put that up there as an inspiration because that is what has inspired me as well is like, you know what? This sucks being Ill Ill illegal because I remember being in Connecticut and going to grow shops and you know you kind of have to like use those hidden terms and kind of hint at like what you're growing and like and like you're just hoping that the guy is cool that you're talking to otherwise like you might get like hey man get get that get out now you can't well, go back to your law enforcement store. caused that you know people mm -hmm. it's not necessarily that the shop owner's a dick or it's a bad shop yeah. um it's also that they've had secret shoppers cops have come in and mm -hmm. tried to be a secret shopper and mess with people and when you hear a story about somebody getting fined or threatened to close down because of that then you gotta yeah be super careful yeah. absolutely and i like that we we touched on that and now one thing with the inspiration behind everything that I, I wanted to segue back to um, and you creating this, you know, for those listening who are also inspired, maybe they're getting inspired from this episode. Maybe they're going to go watch 10, 20, 30 episodes of the Dude Grow Show right after this and binge it. And they're going to get inspired from that. Um, what are some good advice or tips and tricks that you have for um, cannabis on entrepreneurs that want to either be podcast hosts or they want to do some form of digital entertainment with uh, cannabis? All right. Well, I'm stealing some of these from what I've learned, but uh, be consistent. I've had, I had a comment the other day uh, where, and this will be another one, don't focus on your comments on social media. Yeah. Read them, go through them to get feedback. We try not to moderate much at all in the comments. Mm -hmm. um, we comments on YouTube or IG. I like to read comments, though. That's how you can get feedback 
on your show and a comment came in about you know having uh, i said the other day on the show we got a team of eight to support here and they're like you're crazy you got a team of eight it's not that hard and you know and our team varies you know on mm -hmm. payroll regardless and I'm, I see. I'm letting the comment get to me. See what I'm saying? Don't focus. No, but I totally understand because I'll get those comments and you're like, you don't want to let it get it to you, but it's like that little itch in the back of your head. You just want to <laughs> scratch and you're like, I just want to tell them how, how it's not really easy. We got all these bills to pay and things to produce. And oh my gosh. Yeah, I could go on and on and on, but that'd be boring. Uh, so yeah, read your comments. Don't read all of them, but there's usually sometimes we'll catch some comments that we really wanted to hear whether it's constructive criticism maybe it's just a technical issue with one of the episodes that needs mm -hmm. to be fixed those kinds of things are valuable consistency so consistency as far as release time for content was a yeah. tip i heard that was from uh, adam curry who's on the no agenda show they call yeah. him the pod father i don't know about that necessarily but i feel uh, like joe rogan should take that title yeah, yeah, I'm not exactly sure how, how you, what the rules are to hold that title, but uh, consistency with your timing. Are you doing this one day a week? If you are, do it, keep it consistent on your release. Um, like we try to be pretty consistent, I believe release every day at 420. Um, yeah. And we have at least four, if not five shows a week. I'm not saying creating as much content as you can is valuable. It helps. Because it can be too much uh, content, which, I figured that many shows would be, but it seems to be doing okay. Um, well, you guys have subject matter within your content, which is important. Like, if you have the content, you create the content that that works. But if you don't, if you're just creating content, you don't know what you're talking about. You're just blabbing. Yeah, definitely stick to like one show a week. But you guys nail it because it's so informative every time. You're too, you're too kind. You're too kind today. Thank you. Um, so consistent content, consistent release times, and this isn't like solid rules. These are just tips I've heard. They seem to be working. Um, try it. We create content that's consumable, either video or audio. Mm -hmm. um, be careful if you're doing that, that you're not doing too much imagery or, you know, you don't want your video show to be like boring for, oh, we're looking at this and this. Yeah. So you can have it consumable both ways, I think um, is important. We all know YouTube, we picture YouTube going away at any time or being there forever. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, or they start censoring us. I have no clue. It's a really yeah. weird platform to work with because you have no representation. You could have exactly. like over, you could have like, I think 200,000 subs and then like they could, and this is your full life business and they can just cancel. You, you don't even have like a account rep. It's, yep. So it's just weird on there. So don't put all your eggs in one basket. Um, and what else? And investing in, it is important if you can, you want to sound as good as you can sound. You sound pretty good today. Technology's come away a long way as far as mm -hmm. it's not too expensive to get a decent mic, um, maybe an audio box to mess with into straight podcast. When you get into the video show, of course, a decent cameras, it's, it can yeah. get spendy for sure. Um, and then after the fact, if you can do, oh, one last tip that reminds me, I'm going to talk about getting a camera because we used to record our show um, two different video feeds, two different locations. At one point we were green screen together, which we thought oh. that that was cool. And there's creating a ton of post-production for our producer. Mm -hmm. So if you can do content on the fly, hence again, I mean, we, the, the No Agenda and Joe Rogan does do it on the fly, which man, mm -hmm. that's kind of ballsy to do. Joe Rogan is like two to three hours straight live, not even yeah. on the fly. I'm talking, it doesn't have to be live, but when you're done with it, when we're done with our shows, there is some editing that happens. Sometimes the whole show is just done and it's done. Um, yeah. 
and there's I don't even know I'm using a cam link USB hookup thing I don't know it's a producer's job but if we're done and you say cut and that's ready to go out and it takes a while to get good like that that saves a ton of time so okay. that's like today we haven't you know had any edits with you I mean I'm sure that's like sometimes we'll have a guest and be like okay we'll mark an edit uh, actually did you want to say this or that uh, so when it's done and it's done at that saves post-production if it's on you that's really nice Yep. So basically, basically being structured, it sounds like you guys really got got down making sure that you at least have some sort of format. Because I know every show you really like to open up and uh, tell Scotty what you guys are going to be talking about, and then you just kind of go through it. And that also helps the those listening. If I wanted to hear a specific topic before I go to work or something, I can get to it. But uh, I definitely love all those tips. I think they're great, and then they seem to be working wonderfully for your show. Uh, you guys are at about 74,000 subscribers, if I'm not mistaken, or 78,000 subscribers now. Um, and you're about to reach that 100K uh, plaque. So what's that What's that feeling like? I actually want to ask you about that. I don't even know if I want to display the plaque. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I shouldn't say that. I don't know. It's a YouTube thing. I will tell you one other uh, tip that came to mind when we were just talking. If you have more than just a Bit, like let's say your gig is to put out six, seven minutes of content. Cool. Mm-hmm. We put out an hour show. Um, you put out a longer show. We recently, I don't know if it's YouTube functionality. I think there's a navigation bar at the bottom of our show. If you scroll it, it'll say like, okay, you want to get right to Grow Talk question three because that's what you want to hear about. Mm-hmm. Um, I hate to be too, I got to give credit where credit's due. The No Agenda Show does a really good job. Their show's two to three hours at least to when you go to their site, it'll have like all the clips probably 10 yeah. to 12 clips be like, I, I, I heard I wanted to hear about this on that episode. None of this other crap, I don't wanna have to find it, but just this part. Um, so making your content navigatable, if possible, podcast or video is pretty dope. That's a that's a good tip because I see a lot of uh, other various podcasters doing that too because like Steve-O and uh, Joe Rogan, they do that a lot. Um, where you know they'll take snippets and they'll throw them up with like, um, you know not necessarily clickbait titles because they have them, you know, the information's in there, but they definitely throw them up there with a title and it's like a, a snippet from the show and it it makes you want to go watch the show more. So Steve-O's a- voice, you're just reminding me, like he said he's going, I think in one of the episodes to like, like voice class or something yeah. like he's working on it, but yeah. it's what makes the, him him. So it is. <laughs> Don't lose the I lo- voice, Steve. I know. Don't don't lose the voice. It's <laughs> it's awesome. So now that we are getting to the close of the show. This is where I kind of like to really let the guest give a solid piece of advice. So I want you to think about your biggest takeaway from your entire cannabis journey from day one to now and what advice you would give to the world, whether it's you want to talk to the people about stigma, you know, the stigma of cannabis and and what you feel that you need to say on that, such as um, the dank judges gave us two pieces of advice and she quoted Chris Rock. She said, the weed will let you know. And, uh, I think she said it it came from the dirt or something like that. Basically, it came from the soil. Don't be so mad at it. Give it a try kind of thing. So what's your biggest takeaway from your entire journey? Man, that almost sounds like a like I feel like I'm on hot ones right now. It sounds like a a hot ones question. If you're familiar with the show, I love Sean Evans is one of my favorite. hosts. So thank (laughs) you for that. He's a great uh, interviewer and it sounds like one of his questions. What's the biggest takeaway from the Dude Grows journey? Like piece of advice though, you're saying. Yep. I mean, grow your own, man, grow your own. It's a plan to grow your own. Even if if you're a consumer of cannabis and you're going into dispensary, 
Um, you can save money. It can be very surprising how rewarding, mm -hmm. even if you're growing your own. I know plenty of people that grow their own and they don't even smoke. It's for their yeah. loved one. It's for their neighbor. It's for their friends. They like to be the horticulturist. They get the great feeling of growing something that's being used. Just like when you grow tomatoes, I grow tomatoes. I don't eat them. I don't like them, but my wife loves them and my neighbors take them. Same. <laughs> um, so, but growing your own for so many reasons, knowing what's in your flower, um, you know, knowing what's going on. I have a bag of Sour Patch Dummies here. How dare them? Oh, they're not, they're not, awesome. they're not breaking the stoner stereotype, <laughs> but the ingredient, the first, and that was just handed to me at a party. The first ingredient is cannabis oil. Okay. Mm -hmm. What's in that oil? I it made me nervous eating these. Like what, how did they, did they, what did the grower do in week six of flour? What products did they use? Yep. Um, so TGRs or, you know, all that. I hope that fits the best takeaway, but that's the biggest message I can give to people if they're cannabis consumers is to grow your own. It's getting more and more affordable, more and more options out there, less legalities to deal with uh, smaller spaces. LEDs have made it so great to grow in small oh, place nice. spaces, less heat overhead. I mean, some of them are as thin as two inches or less. And, and now companies uh, are making those small fans for those small spaces and everything. So it's, it's really working out nicely. Yeah exactly and you'll help you know and when you do grow your own you know show it off if you're not going to face you know tell it you know share with your neighbors you're having a get together i have i had a party here i think two years ago and my two by four tent was almost at harvest with three three gallons in it and they were just the canopy was full nice big uh, buds and yes. so i just every chance i took and like at least two of my neighbors were like where, how, how much was the setup? Where do I get it? Price it out for me. And they never followed through with it. But when Aww. you see a two by four full of bud and you realize what you can produce just with a two by four tent for yourself, like, yeah, it's, it's good. So get well, on I love out that piece of advice. Throw your own dank if you're not growing it. Exactly. I think that's amazing. And I, and I love, you know, everyone, we've had some people go the business route of advice, like, you know, be careful who you, you're working with, watch your, you know, money that kind of thing but i like that you are the first one to go with do those things too yeah exactly no do those things but there's uh, a lot of people that want to get in this industry that are good and that are about the money which is fine but then there's people that are just about the money and they're not yes. good so yeah be careful and they will take shit. advantage of you but uh i love that you said grow your own because it is very rewarding whether you're going to grow it for yourself or somebody else it's always 10 times more rewarding and it's a lot cheaper than a dispensary that is for sure so thank you so much for coming on um and Back talking with us we have uh one final segment for you and all that is is basically just like since you are familiar with first Fe feast it's basically your time to plug all your stuff. Uh, let everyone know <laughs> what you're doing. Uh, this camera, much, this camera. Yeah, this camera. <laughs> uh, so basically just go ahead and let everyone know what you're up to, You know what your social medias are, and uh, anything you'd like to plug. Yell dude grows at your phone. Just guess what Scotty says. We'll be out and about. Hey, man, just yell dude grows at your phone. Uh, first, if you're, all I know about you really is the show. I mean, IG, I, I, I don't do anything with IG. Okay. I mean, I've, I've got my balls busted about that, but I say, hey, I'm a podcaster and video yeah. content creator five days a week. That's what I, that's my that's my social media. Yeah. Um, but going over to uh, dudegrows.com is our home site. There's a lot of grower questions though, that get put up over there. Um, a great community commenting on them and a search bar that has a lot of repay, pay a decent amount of money a month to keep all this good stuff up. Use the search bar on dudegrows.com, post some grow questions. 
Um, Dude Grows on all your podcast channels, just Dude Grows Show. If you are a grower, check out Grow Talk. Uh, If you want to do news culture entertainment, check out Wake and Bake or check them both out. Sometimes people go to Wake and Bake and be like, I thought these guys were growers. And we talk mostly (laughs) about news culture and entertainment. Uh, And And join the crew, right? You got to join that DGC. Dudegrows.com forward slash support is where the information is on the member benefits and what we do. And we do have a bonus show now every Friday at 420 happy hour uh, for the people supporting the show. So. Uh, And if you don't remember any of that, yell dude grows at your phone and you'll find us. There we go. Yell dude grows at your phone. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. And for anyone watching who want to get started on their own cultivation journey, remember you can head over to www.homegrowncannabisco.com to check out all their wide selection of amazing seeds. And uh, I'll probably be sending uh, the dude over here an amazing pack of autoflowers from Homegrown Cannabis Co. And we'll get them growing over there. But if you guys would like to see the dude on a future episode, definitely let us know and head over to Homegrown cannabisco.community and sign up for free and tag at chronic that's k-r-o-n-i-c and let me know let me know a question that you have for the dude so i can ask him in the next episode that we bring him on in um if you would like to go ahead and sign up and document your grows with ease homegrown cannabis co has made an amazing site www.homegrowndiary.com that you guys can check out and share your grows with myself and many others and if you go ahead and follow along whichever platform you're listening from you won't miss any episode that we post and be sure to smash that like button for our guests today to show them some love thank you guys so much i hope you all have an amazing day much love happy growing and peace hey guys parker curtis here with another free seed special we're offering our listeners a free four pack of gelato feminized seeds with any purchase at homegrowncannabisco.com so make sure to use promo code gelato420 let us handle the rest Happy growing and enjoy the show.